welcome to the Humagrow Farmer Podcast with your host, Larry Cooper. For today's episode of the Humagrow Farmer Podcast, we continue our conversation with Lyndon and Barrett Smith on soil biology and soil health. The focus today will be on controlling soil disease and pathogens with our best-selling organic nematicide and fungicide, Promax. A little later in the episode, we'll talk about combining use of Promax and Zap to obtain a healthy microbial balance in crop soil. Lyndon, give us an introduction to Promax. What, what kind of a product is that and what are we using it for? So Promax was designed with the end in mind to create a, an environmentally friendly soil fumigant type product that was uh, OMRI listed, organic, uh, beneficial, uh, using botanical oils or essential oils. Uh, we've targeted thyme oil, thyme oil, however you want to say that, as the active ingredient. And uh, this particular product has a very small amount uh, of that uh, because of the microcarbon technology. It's able to be much more active and much more effective. Um, it uh, translocates better and crosses cell membranes quicker. And so uh, with uh, Promax, what, what we're getting is a contact killer, and it is killing microbe, uh, microbes in the soil. It basically uh, breaks the cell wall, and then the microbe or the organism uh, basically bleeds to death. And uh, we call it blood, but it's not blood. Anyway, the plasma comes out of the cell membrane and it dries. Uh, so it's a desiccant uh, contact killer that works in the soil profile. We try to water it in. We don't care when it's applied. It's root friendly, so it won't damage roots, uh, but it will kill um, the pathogenic organisms within the soil. Some argue that uh, it also kills beneficial organisms. Well, that's okay. Uh, we're okay with that collateral damage, if you will, of some of the beneficials. What we find is through the microbial, through the microcarbon technology, the beneficial microbes love that carbon-rich material that's going in with the Promax, and so they're able to come back or regenerate very quickly after an application of Promax. So we we see the the benefit of killing the pathogenic organisms and the regeneration, if you will, if we're killing. There's some studies that we've done that show that we're not killing the beneficial bacteria because uh, this natural uh, botanical oil only attacks these sulfur-loving type materials. But anyway, regardless, we've got some studies that show that we're killing everything. So regardless, uh, either way, uh, the benefit of the Promax is that it also carries this uh, component of this sack lunch that we talked about with Zap, so that when once the uh, the thyme oil wears off or or non persists in the environment, very quick, uh, you know, within uh, hours and days, uh, the thyme oil is gone. You won't be able to even smell it in the soil, and so uh, very quickly that dissipates. And, uh, and then the residue of the microcarbon technology allows those beneficial microbes to come back quicker. What we love to do uh, more than anything, well, let me talk about rates real quick before I talk about working with ZAP. 
in terms of rates uh, for the Promax, we're in at that uh, same rate as we talked about with Zap. We're in at that one to two gallons per acre, uh, 10 to 20 liters per hectare. And uh, we're applying it through the water, with the water. Uh, we can spray it on the top and allow moisture to work it down in, to move it through the soil profile. And certainly can be done through the drip system this can be done in a growing crop or in a pre-plant uh, environment. It can be done in the fall if we know we got problems. It can be done in the fall. Again, what allow what tells us to use a higher rate versus a lower rate? It depends on that uh, pathogenic pressure. So if we see a very high pathogenic pressure, then we want to apply a much higher rate. Some growers will say, well, golly, I applied a half a gallon and it didn't stop the fusarium. And it's like, well, what were your fusarium rates at? Oh, well, golly, we were we were at, you know, 1,500 to 3,000 colony forming units, you know, in a gram of soil. It's like, well, that's really high. You just need to understand that you're not going to take care of that. It, just like we talked about that 15-day cycle, you know, you're not going to take care of that in one cycle. You're going to have to catch the next cycle and the next cycle uh, before you're really able to take care of it. So, uh, so again, our recommended rate is at one to two gallons, 10 to 20 liters per hectare uh, application rate. And then coming back with a, a smaller dose in those cycles, just like we talked about with ZAP, uh, to take care of the pathogens long term. Once we feel like we've controlled the pathogens properly, then coming back with a product like Zap and really uh, stimulating that, that uh, beneficial microbial activity is very powerful. But we first need to take care of the pathogens. So if we've got a heavy pressure, we've got to make two or three applications. If we've got a light pressure, then we can get away with that lighter dose or, or a shock dose initially and then uh, coming back. Um, some growers are spending you know, 150 to $200 US or more, uh, some uh, really high amounts of cost for fumigation. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to trade those dollars for something that's more environmentally friendly, that doesn't persist in the environment, but yet leaves this sack lunch behind to be able to, to stimulate the beneficials back quicker than the pathogenic organisms. And for Promax, um, we describe it as a broad spectrum soil fungicide and nematicide, but there's a, a extensive list of soil-borne diseases that Promax is effective with, not just nematodes. That's right. I, I, I'll talk about the nematodes here in just a second, but it, it will attack any of the pathogenic bacteria, any of the pathogenic fungi. We talk about it being a fungicide because that's typically why we're fumigating is because of pathogenic uh, fungi or nematodes. And so uh, we typically don't see uh, too many growers that are fumigating because of pathogenic bacteria, but there are those. And again, if we create the right environment, many of those are facultative where they'll switch to being aerobic and beneficial given the right environment. Whereas in the bad environment, in a negative environment or without oxygen, they're going to switch to becoming anaerobic and, and detrimental. So um, anyway, we're, that's why we claim on the label we put 
uh, fungicide, nematicide. Let me talk about nematodes for just a minute. Uh, the life cycle of nematodes is very interesting. Um, so a nematode life cycle, we typically talk about being 45 days. And so if we're specifically targeting nematodes, we want to make sure we catch that second generation that comes. Let's just talk about their, uh, their life cycle a little bit more in depth. At the end of the year, uh, nematodes will burrow down and lay their eggs deep in the soil. And then as the soil temperatures increase in the springtime of the year, then those eggs will hatch and the nematodes will come up and start to feed. It's typically about the time we plant. And so, oddly enough, uh, you know, we're, we're creating an environment uh, with our soil uh, planting schedule that's perfect for those nematode uh, uh, juveniles to come up and feed and really uh, wreak havoc with, uh, with, with a new crop. So we want to be able to apply pre-plant or right at planting a, a, a Promax application that's going to get rid of those nematodes. And again, it's a contact killer. So again, it breaks the skin of the nematode and they basically bleed to death. Uh, And only if it contacts. So if there's some nematodes that are deep down in the soil, eggs that hatch and then come up, then they're gonna still be feeding. And so this is why uh, managing that, that soil environment is so critical. So we have to be very wise in how we apply and make sure that we come back with that second dose, if you will, if needed, to control the levels of nematodes. By the way, some nematodes in the soil environment, soil solution, are beneficial, just like there's some beneficial microbes. In the past, we've always said, well, we want to kill all nematodes. Well, that's not really the case. There are some beneficial nematodes that feed on other uh, materials in the soil solution that create aeration because they're creating little tunnels and they're doing a good job for us. So we don't want to kill all nematodes at all costs. Uh, and again, that's why putting back in a, a zap type product really changes that, that soil environment uh, chemically and physically so that, we, so that the beneficials can proliferate. So we're trying to control those that are root feeding those that are uh, going to uh, enter into the root and go up into the stem. Uh, once you have a full infestation of nematodes, particularly some of those that go burrow into the root, go up into the stem, an application of Promact is not going to do it because it has to be in contact with those nematodes. There is some locally systemic activity and we do molest them, but we're not killing them as as much as we'd like. So it may take another uh, season or another application at the end of the season once they're outside of that, uh, outside of the protective uh, area of of big roots and and, uh, stems and even up into, you know, higher parts of the plant. But once that's uh, dissed under or once that becomes residue, then an application could be beneficial to get rid of those for the upcoming season. Are there particular crops that we're going to promote Promax for? I know that we did a strawberry podcast a little bit ago, and absolutely, we've got some terrific results from using Promax on strawberries. What are some other crops that... You name it, any crop that is being attacked by nematodes. Uh, Some of those that are affected most would be your tuber-type crops, potatoes, 
uh, you know, peanuts, uh, anything that's a, a, a carrot. Carrots are, are notorious. If you have an infestation in carrots, you get this uh, carrot that comes down and then then the roots go all different directions or you get 15 different roots because the nematodes have pinched off the the tip of the carrot. Uh, so um, onions, onions. Uh, and honestly, we could go on and on. I, I was in citrus orchard last week in uh, in Brazil and they had a nematode problem. You could see it uh, right right exactly where it was uh, creating problems. These trees were, were stunted. They were ugly looking. And, uh, and we just told them, look, we can help with that. And so uh, it was fun. So nematodes actually affect every plant uh, negatively, some more than others. Uh, some of the uh, ornamental uh, or oriental fruits and vegetables are more susceptible. So like in China, Asia, this is very important for them to understand. Uh, can make the difference between making a crop or not. Before we talk about combining a little bit more, was that Barrett? Any any other comments, stories from you? I was talking with um, uh, a guy out in Georgia, and he was saying that as far as nematodes go, the majority of the issues, the real severe issues that we have with with nematodes, is on the coast. But even out here in soybean country, even further in, in tobacco country, I mean, soybean cyst nematodes, uh, you know, lesion, sting, all the above that really, it, once, once we get the soil out of whack, once we're, we're starving it with nutrients, once we're overworking it with monoculture, when we're not treating it right and we're just throwing chemical and chemical and chemical out there, as Lennon was saying, the soil gets tired. When the soil gets tired, then you've got pathogens and the plant parasitic nematodes that come in and, and proliferate because it's a, it's a perfect environment for them to thrive because there's no, com- no competition. And so with Promax being available, on, again, on every single crop, if we have the budget, um, a lot of times we don't have the budget with Promax on cotton and corn and soybeans, um, but we'll, we'll even go in with, with just that by itself. And for the most part, that'll take care of a lot of the problems if not fix it right out. But with Promax being there, being a lot stronger, being a more, hey, we're going to come in and actually show you that we can kill, um, that gives people a lot of hope. And and like what Lyndon was saying, uh, for fumigation costs, and fumigation is typically for for, uh, for a couple of different reasons, But and, and Jason Garcia talked about this on our strawberry podcast a little bit more, but um, with Promax being able to attack the soil diseases and the, the plant parasitic nematodes, and it's organic, <laughs> there's few other products out there, if any, that have that capability, not to mention the, the cost-effectiveness per acre really gives farmers an option and to apply it at any time during the growing season. doesn't have to be all up front, and uh, it's just a novel product that can really shine in kind of a in, in this world of, of sick soils that need something. They need something to help take care of their immediate issue. And then we bring it back in with Zap. I'm stealing your thunder, bringing it back into Zap. But once we bring it back in with Zap afterwards and get the soil back into good health to then fight off a lot of the problems, that's where we can really make a difference to fix um, these tired soils and turn them into soils that can proliferate again and, and get healthy. And once we have a healthy soil, healthy crop, healthy, healthy fruit, healthy vegetables, that's what we're, we're all about. So both of you have mentioned that Promax is OMRI listed, meaning that it's organic. 
Does that ever work against us? I mean, do people say, oh, it's organic? It probably isn't very effective. <laughs> yeah, we do have that sometimes because some of the organics are less than effective. And, um, and we will say, uh, immediately admit, that we are not as effective as a, fum- a chemical fumigant. Um, however, we are significantly better than most other non-chemical fumigants on the market. So we have a great track record. You know, we're able to be, you know, in that 80 to 90 plus percent effectiveness at taking care of diseases and, and controlling nematodes. And maybe talk a little bit about... Uh, as averse to the fumigants, you put Promax down, you don't have to wait 30 days. You can go straight into the field. You can use it at any point in the season. You don't have to kill everything in the middle of the season if you've got a problem. Zero re-entry interval. You you have no REI restrictions at all. Um, This is a natural product. Uh, It's stuff that you use in your kitchen, you know, on (laughs) spices. And so these are natural products. Barrett, you were going to say something else? Also, no no personal protective equipment either. I mean, just minimal stuff there. Go out in pants and, and a T-shirt and, and spray and go. Um, going back to the discussion about um, Lyndon saying that Promax isn't as good as soil fumigants, I might actually beg to differ on some of that um, <laughs> I, and might have a good argument for that. Uh, we, we do see a lot of control with the Promax. Um, the number one issue that we have when Promax does not equivalent to the efficiency of fumigation is, is contact. And like Willinden says, Promax is a contact killer. And if we just kind of do a broadcast application and we don't water it in or we don't let it get moved through the soil profile, it's not going to kill anything that it doesn't touch. And so the number one issue we have when Promax doesn't work is contact. And if we can solve that, if we can get, you know, right in the drip system where all, you know, fill up the root zone, um, then we do have really, really, really good control. Um, I've seen, uh, and even some, some research studies that we've done, that, that Promax outshines soil fumigation as far as, um, as far as a kill. Uh, and then when we couple it with Zap, obviously, the bringing it back to life really makes a big difference. So. I would kind of argue a little bit more with Lyndon on that one, but uh, I've seen a lot more results showing that Promax is a little bit better, if, if not always better, than soil fumigation. Caveat, as long as we have uh, good contact, good coverage. And uh, I'll just uh, pile on to myself here and argue with myself. <laughs> um, the one thing I, I did neglect to mention is that in the long term, there is no nothing better than Promax. And when I say that, what happens when you fumigate is you start to get on this, what we call chemical cycle, where once you fumigate, then every year you have to fumigate. And it feels like the fumigation is being less effective year after year. And you start to create these resistant microbial communities in the soil profile. And then you're putting on more fumigant or you're alternating with another fumigant or you're having to come up with... Uh, a heavier dose or a different chemistry every year to have the same effect that you had the first time. One of the beautiful benefits of Promax is it truly is sustainable. You get that under control this year, you come back with a zap, and you're creating an environment for next year where you may not have to even apply Promax, and you can just get away with applying zap. 
And so this is truly a sustainable alternative to this this chemical cycle that you get on as a grower uh, year after year having to fumigate. So I, I certainly agree with what Barrett has said. And, and uh, long term, uh, the sustainability of Promax over a fumigant is hands down the best you can do. So that would be a good time then yeah. to transition into talking a little bit more about Promax and Zap in tandem. I, I don't know that there's more that we can say about the two in tandem than we've said. They are just hand in hand. One does one thing and one does another. And uh, and so if you can kill the pathogenic organisms and then stimulate the beneficial organisms, that just is the ideal uh, in the ideal situation. And that's what we look for. So anytime we stop uh, applying, let's say we're applying Promax at the first part of the season, and then we're dosing every 15 days thereafter, uh, we might come up with, uh, you know, an initial dose of that one to two gallons per per acre, 10 to 20 liters per hectare. And then we're coming back with a half dose every 15 days, or even a quarter dose every 15 days, just to catch those next ones coming. Uh, obviously, if we can monitor that, through uh, you know plate counts and laboratory analysis, and know exactly the shift that we're making, then we're able to do that more precise. But in the lack of in many areas of those laboratories that can do that or to give those counts, then uh, just once we do stop the Promax, then within 15 days come back with a full dose of Zap or even a partial dose of Zap, uh, we're going to be so much better off going forward so that we're not going to have to use the Promax in upcoming years or or definitely not in that same. uh, That is one problem with Promax is it's a a use it and pretty much if you use it and you're effective at getting everything under control, look, it's taking you 10 years to get this problem to to be uh, dinging your crop. Why do you think that in one year you're going to solve it? However, with Promax, within one year with the proper treatments, you can actually solve that. And then coming back with Zap, you're going to allow it never to come back again. So I know in our, in our literature, we usually say seven, seven to 10 days after the final Promax is when you're going to come in with Zap. Uh, I know some of the studies that I've seen, though, uh, like with strawberries, we're doing a alternating all through the growing season because strawberries are continuously cropped, right? So they're putting it in through the irrigation. They're, they're doing the Promax and then they're doing the Zap. They're doing the Promax. They're doing the Zap. Uh, what are we telling people in terms of timing something like that? And that is a, a great method for doing something that on a crop that has a, a wonderful budget to be able to supply that. Um, and that's just hedging your bets and giving you an insurance policy. So you're applying Zap one week and seven to 10 days later, Promax, I get it. Uh, however, most crops don't have that, that uh, kind of a budget or that kind of a ca- capability to do. So in those crops that can, absolutely. We, we applaud it. Uh, and l- the only alternative to that would be to monitor the soil and get uh, good plate counts every 15 days. And then you'd know if you could back away the, the Promax and just go to Zap. So agree. I agree with that philosophy and we've seen it done time and time again and it works very, very, very well. 
I'd also want to mention that in one of the studies that we talked about on the Strawberry Podcast, Doug was uh, explaining to us about how we found that even, even when a field has been fumigated, that doesn't mean that there's not a place for Promax and Zap. You can go in on top of fumigation with that because after fumigation, there's a certain period in the cycle where it just plain wears off. Right. And, and you can't fumigate again. It's nope. just not physically possible. Not during the season. So right. that's a good time where you might want to use Promax and Zap on top of fumigation. Absolutely correct. Yep. Barrett, anything else from you? The opp- opportunity that we have with both the Promax and the Zap, when we look at a, when we look at a farmer's budget, and if they want 100%, they want to grow in a feral soil, we can make that happen with Promax. And we have great results, especially if they've been they've been dying and their soil or their their plant is 100% been dying due to nematodes or to soil diseases, we can come in and do Promax every month or every 15 days all throughout the growing season. Do we have great results? Absolutely. Do we recommend that? It's not agronomical in our eyes. Our eyes would be more of, of doing Promax first to do the kill and then zap all the way up until we see another problem again or that we measure, hey, our our nematode levels are rising, or our fusarium's kind of getting out of control a little bit. And then we'll we'll cut off the zap and we'll switch over to, to Promax, do an application of Promax, and then follow it up with zap up until we have another problem again, if that ever arises. A lot of times it never does. And so that's why it's important to meet with uh, with one of us agronomists and, and determine, one, what's our budget? Two, what's our pressure? And three, what can we do agronomically to help build the soil on top of what we're currently doing? and get that into a healthy, pristine environment. That way we can thrive. And so, you know, a lot of different options, a lot of different routes we can go, all depends on the budget, depends on the pressure, and depends on what we want to accomplish. And uh, like what we we always recommend, the last application of Promex, make sure we at least get one application of Zap, if not more. Um, That way we've got a good good environment for everything to thrive after that. Our long-term goal is soil health, and uh, sustainable fertility of that soil. So before I wrap, we wrap up here, I want to get in, uh, Barrett, maybe specifically for you. Jason had some comments for us last week about what's going on in Florida right now. They've had a whole lot of rain, and they're just getting ready to get their strawberry beds in, and they've got a problem with fumigation, maybe not working as well as it might right now because the soils are so damp. Uh, what have we What have we got to say to people about that in terms of Promax and Zap? You have hope. <laughs> you have something that can work. A lot of the the problems right now is it's so wet. It's been saturated for a month and a half, two months. And if they apply fumigation now, when their normal plant planting time is is going to be, that soil fumigation is not going to wear off enough. It's going to kill the plants, yep. or it's not going to be effective at all. Yep. And so. A lot of farmers are are scared. They don't know they don't know that there's another option out there. And if they they can't apply fumigation now because it's too wet, and if they do apply it, they're going to kill their plants by the time planting season's about to come. So with that, they can they can do up their beds. They can get everything ready, and they can get their plants out. They can even plant their plants and then come in when it's ready and do some Promax and Zap. And so. Um, it's, it's very comforting to know that we can we can help that situation. There's a lot more other situations out there besides just this one that we're talking about specifically. But we can give the farmer hope. We can give them something that they can they can hang their hat up on the on the wall at the end of the day because they know that their their crop will be covered. 
and their diseases, their nematodes will be taken care of. Because um, right now in that situation, there's nothing they can do. And if they plant so late, they're missing out on a lot, lot of market opportunity and they'll lose a lot of money. Whereas even if they have planted a little bit late, we can come in with some of our other products to help push those plants along and get them up and running a lot quicker, which they've seen. But as far as the soil health is concerned, um, knowing that they have something they can rely on and that works and that half of it's organic, OMRI um, certified, that's, that's a big deal. That's, that's, a game break. that's a game changer for them right now. Yeah. I, I just want to add to that a, a little bit. One of the fun things uh, in my mind is how uh, enjoyable it is to take a grower who doesn't see an option because when it's cold and wet, or even when it's just extra wet, he knows he's going to have a real problem that year. And so if he's on that chemical cycle, he's thinking, should I even plant? Well, this is one of those times where we can come in and really show them look, you can plant with confidence and have that benefit that you need. So when it's extra wet, as I talked about earlier uh, in the podcast, we were talking about how uh, excess water creates this anaerobic environment in the soil. And so you have it turning uh, negative. It, it turns uh, toxic to, to uh, roots. And so one of the benefits is even in that, even in that extra water, you can apply a zap and you will move the water. You'll be able to move that water away from the root zone so that you can plant. It will help to uh, maintain the optimal level of, of water, but move excess water down through the soil profile because it opens up the soil profile down below and doesn't cause the water to stay in that top foot of soil. Opens up that hard pan and allows the water to flow. So your drainage in your soil profile is enhanced by, by an application of ZAP. And then with the other stimulants and whatnot, you're creating that aerobic environment in the soil profile. You're flocculating the clays and, you, and you're changing up the, the whole environment in the soil so that your beneficial microbes can be there when you do plant. And then, as Barrett said, the benefit of Promax is it doesn't matter when your problem arises, you can apply Promax in the moment you start to see a problem and it will take care of that problem. So even though I talked about it maybe not being as, a, a, as fully effective as a soil fumigant, look, a fumigant you have to apply before you plant and it has to wear off before you get into the field again to plant. Whereas Promax, you can go through a whole season and if you never see a problem, you don't have to apply Promax. But if you see a problem late in season or mid season, you can apply it and solve that problem right then and there when it when the need arises. So very effective product for that. Promax has been formulated since the early two thousands and Zap since the early eighties. So these are tried and true products over years and years, over every crop, over every nation, just about uh, we've we've got some information that we can share help and send send that way to, to growers and retailers to help them out yeah well researched well proven so that's almost a wrap up right there are there any final thoughts that you want to leave people with with Promax and zap try it you'll like it <laughs> <laughs> great products uh, we we're just so pleased to be able to bring these to the agricultural community they solve so many problems 
long-term, short-term. Uh, they're just wonderful products that uh, it's just an honor to be able to represent them and bring them to you and, and to help you put some other tools into your toolbox as a grower, heaven knows you need more tools. And these are just very unique, uh, very specialized materials that can do uh, solve some problems for you in the moment when you have them. This concludes part two of a two-part podcast on soil biology and soil health with Lyndon and Barrett Smith. Keep following the Humagrow Farmer podcast for the latest information on enhancing your crops using Humagrow products. Grow healthy!